Are you tired of being ripped off? Tired of not knowing how to get things done? Are you ready to do more? Be more? Then get ready to reclaim your independence. Reclaim the knowledge that is typically passed down by your father and grandfathers as it's been done for generations in this great country. Get ready to become a reclaimed American. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Reclaimed American Podcast. This show is going to be number nine, and I'm a little bit torn on what I'm going to call this one. The reason I say that is I've got like three different ideas going on in my head, but I don't necessarily want to make those three separate shows, or at least not yet. So to me, this is going to be kind of a melding of thoughts kind of show. So one of the first thoughts that I've got going through my head today is gratitude. You've got to be thankful for the things that you've got, the things that you have. But then that also puts me partially into what my other thought is of making do with what you have. And one quick point on that is my lawnmower died. And so this week I've been cleaning out my garage for multiple reasons. And one of the things I found in the garage was one of those old push mower type of deals with the little spinny blade that you swear if you stuck your finger in there, chop your finger right off. And while it looks like the old style, it's actually probably only five years old, but it still functions like the old ones that you'd imagine your grandfather using back in the day. But, as I just alluded to, I'm cleaning out the garage because we've got plans. And like they always say, have a plan and work your plan. And that's what partially cleaning out the garage is um, going towards. So I'll tell you what, let's jump back for a second. Let's go back to the gratitude section of where my mind is going today. And on gratitude, I think this is something that a lot of people don't put a lot of thought into anymore. People wake up, they make their coffee in the morning, and then become zombies on their phone or watching TV or God knows whatever people are doing. But what did it take to get there? What took place to physically give you the ability to wake up in your own bed in the morning, go out into your own kitchen, or who knows, maybe you live with somebody, uh, go out into the kitchen, make coffee, and then just sit there and be able to zombie out on the phone or in front of the TV or get up off your ass and go do whatever it is you're doing. Somewhere along the way, a certain set of events happened that allowed you to be where you're at. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. I'm not here to judge or go into that level of detail. What I'm here for is to explain that regardless of good or bad, you should still be thankful for what you've got, which takes me back towards item number two, but I'm trying not to get that route. But unfortunately, my mind gets sidetracked easily sometimes. But like for me, I'm grateful for just being able to wake up this morning. You know, I thank God for giving me the 
ability to have yet another day on this world. I'm thankful for the house that I've got. Without this house, we'd probably be living in an apartment. And I, my wife and I, when we got married, for like the first seven years, we lived in either apartments, townhomes, or with other people. And in May, that will make 10 years that we've been in this house. And while there are certain things about this house that we are no longer in love with, which is part of the whole plan and moving forward with that, it has been a good place. It's had a roof over our head. We've had tons of family, friends at different times come over, hang out. We've had parties. And it's been a good experience overall. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm also thankful for the fact that I've got my wife. Uh, without her, she's for, for, oh, how do I want to explain this? Sometimes I get an idea in my head. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to do that. But then I'll run it by her. And she'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious right now? You realize last time you did that, this happened. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's frustrating. But ultimately, my wife helps to keep me centered and grounded, so to speak. Now, there are still those things that I'm very much like, fuck it, let's just do it, let's get it done. While she wants to contemplate the meaning of life before proceeding with anything. There's good things and bad things about that. I know it sounds silly. I'm thankful for coffee. I love my coffee every morning. I'm also thankful for the fact that God has given me the ability to use my hands to create things. Like the coffee brewer that I personally brew my coffee in. I built my coffee brewer by hand. I sewed the filter together. I twisted the metal that creates the ring that holds the filter inside the coffee brewer stand myself. And yeah, there's that. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm actually thankful for a lot of other things. Uh, in the last like year and a half, we went from almost having our house foreclosed on to having a job that came along at just the right time that allowed us to keep the house. So very thankful to God for that. Thankful to, uh, if I get this wrong, my wife will kill me. But I want to say I'm thankful to St. Joseph, who is something like the patron saint of impossible things. Because at the moment that we were going through the almost foreclosure, we thought for sure, we're screwed. There is no way we're getting out of this mess. But, like I said, at just the right time, the job that I currently have came along. That job allowed me to get the paperwork done with the mortgage company to go through a modification loan process. Which has then resulted in us keeping the house. Um, starting in January... We had finally completed all the 20 million hoops that we had to jump through to get the paperwork done. And starting in January, we officially are on our modification loan. So yeah, there's that. Now, as far as being 
making do with what you've got. Some people think, oh, that means you're just settling for the crap that you've got. And like I said, this kind of goes back to, I, I've been, uh, my, my front yard looked like shit. And like I said, my lawnmower died. I had been paying a guy to do it, but then I get, get to this point where I'm like, all right, I'm paying this dude 30, sometimes 40 bucks to mow my front yard. And if I do that three times, then that's enough money for me to go and buy a used lawnmower. If I did that six times, I could actually go out and buy a fairly decent brand new lawnmower. So I, I, I stopped having a lot yard guy. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to just save up the money, buy my own mower. Well, the yard started getting big. I started thinking, well, maybe I should just let this dude come in and mow my yard again. But as we've been cleaning out the garage, I found one of those old style push mowers. The one that we've got is made by, I think it's Weed Eater. It's a little green thing with a black handle. But um, it, it's one of those old rotary style. No motor involved, no electricity, just the wheels generate the spin on the blades. And then they go across a little metal knife looking deal. And so as you push the mower into the grass, it cuts the grass. And basically think of all those old movies from like the 50s and 60s where you see dad or grandpa getting out there cutting the grass with this push device and grass, grass, uh, little bits of grass are flying up in the air. That's what I'm using right now. And they work great actually when you keep your grass cut to a particular height. In the case of me yesterday, it probably took me an hour to cut my front yard with this because my grass was getting to about anywhere from one to six inches or higher. And those mowers require, as you push it, it spins up the blades. As the blades are spinning, they cut efficiently. The faster they go, the better they cut. Well, when you start cutting into really tall grass with one of those style mo um, push mowers, the blades no longer spin fast. When they start going slow, everything stops it. So it was pain in the ass. But I got it done. So I'm probably going to continue to use that for quite a while. One, it's a hell of a workout trying to push that thing through tall grass. But two, I've got a functioning mower. It works. Why go buy something else when I don't need to? The other side of making do with what you've got, um, I've got a drill that I've been using for work. It's a personal drill, um, very well used before I even started working for this company. And it finally died the other day. So I'm like, damn it, I need to go buy another drill. But as I've been cleaning out the garage... I happen to have found another drill. Um, I use Ryobi's. Um, not the most high-end as far as business use goes. Or definitely not industrial use. And that's more or less where I'm using it. But I found another drill in the garage. And it works with the 18-volt batteries that I already have for all the other tools that I have on the truck. So rather than going out and buying a brand new drill, hey, I'm just going to use this one. It's probably five years old, but 
practically brand new because I never used it. I think I, I bought a kit and it had a cordless saw, circular saw in it. And it happened to have come with the drill. Well, I didn't need the drill because I had another drill. But I needed the saw at the time. So bought the kit because it was cheaper. So this drill has been just sitting on the shelf in the garage, hidden away from everything until I started cleaning out the garage. So now I've got a drill. Also, as I've been going through the garage, I'm finding so many random ass tools that it's amazing. I remember there's this episode of like H on HGTV. It's one of those fixer upper shows where people would do stuff and they inevitably would screw it up you know, to, to hell and back. But the, the film crew would just be there filming it, watching what the people are doing. And it's actually kind of funny because it's like, Oh, don't do that. You're going to fuck it up. Oh, damn. He just screwed up. You know, it's one of those kind of shows. Well, they had this one guy that he had this thing about losing tape measures. They're working in the kitchen. Okay. They're working one area of the house. And during the course of this project, he lost like 10 tape measures. How in the hell he did that, I don't know. But as I've been going through my own garage and finding all these random ass tools everywhere, I think, oh my God, I'm the guy with the tape measures. Which coincidentally enough, I think I've found five tape measures in the garage. Don't judge, just saying. So yeah, making do with what you've got. Um, you know, I've been wanting to buy a new ice chest to keep in the back of the truck, but also as I'm going through the garage, I'm finding right now I'm literally staring at a wall and I see one, two, three, I've got four ice chests in the garage. Screw it. I'm not going to go buy another one because I've got four sitting right there, not doing a damn thing. Now let's move on from this and go into the last item, which is planning. As I said, if you have a plan, work your plan. Our current plans are to not be in this house beyond the summer. That's our goal. We're setting that in our heads. I keep having to remind my wife about it. She looks at me and will end up inevitably saying, yeah, it's us. I'm like, no, no, screw that. We will be out of this house by the end of the summer, one way or the other. Hopefully not hell or high water. Because our neighborhood's pretty nice, and even during Hurricane Harvey, we did not flood. So, it would take a hell of a lot of water to flood us out of this house. But yes, so we have plans. Like I said, one of those plans is not being in this house past summertime. It's going to be a push. Pretty much, you know, I'm this week and all of this next week, I'll be working pretty much exclusively in the garage. After that, we'll start making our way through the house room by room. And just pulling stuff out. If it's something we want to keep, it's going to make its way to the garage. If it's something we want to sell, it's going to make its way back into the main part of the house. That way, at some point, we will finally have garage stuff, house stuff. House stuff goes bye-bye. And then we can finally start working our plan. The plan has been in motion for quite a while. Um, I've started that off kind of in a simple way. Stage one of the plan is just helping people. And more specifically, I love helping veterans. I'm a veteran myself. I was in the Navy from 94 to 98 and got stationed in Guam. Beautiful place. It was cake duty. 
And I got out from Guam too and came back home. But one of the things that I want to do is help other veterans. Well, one of the things I've done a couple years ago, I had a company called the Navy Man Can. And I was a handyman remodeling company. Pretty much, I was a one-man show. My wife would help. But whenever I did need help, I would hire other veterans. And I had a few that I trusted, and I would hire them. I, they, they got first shot. If I needed help, I'd call them up. One of them, for sure, was just like, dude, if I'm not working another job or busy with something else, I'll be there. And this guy worked like six jobs. It's crazy. He's like a, a freak of nature, but damn good worker. He's a Marine, so I try not to hold that against him. But uh, outside of that, damn good guy. Talk to him every now and then. But beyond him, I had eh, a couple other people that I could randomly count on. And that got me thinking. You know, I need a way that I can find other veterans that will help me with projects. So I started a group on Facebook called Hire a Veteran Houston. Dot, eh, I was about to say dot com. Hire a Veteran Houston. Um, page is still running. Currently, I've got like 300 something members in there. Um, seems like I'm a, I'm close to, I think, half and half on people providing jobs and people looking for jobs. I'm not as active in there as I, I should be, but the the site, the group, has kind of taken on a life of its own. The um, job posters come in. They post up their jobs. Sometimes it's crappy little, I say crappy little, uh, like 10 to $12 an hour jobs. Other times you get 15 to 18 Every now and then I see people post, you know, stuff for 20 to 30, depending on what the skill level is. If you're a welder, dude, banking. But anyways, um, like I said, I like helping veterans. During Hurricane Harvey, I had signed, signed up, joined up with a group that uh, we drove all the way out to Orange, Texas, and trying to help people, try to find people that are stuck in their homes and try to get them out and get them to wherever they need to go to get the help that they need. After that, the initial surge of water had gone, then joined up with another group where the main focus was distributing supplies. And it, it was an amazing thing to see. Basically, We'd gotten a, I say we, just because I was working with them, but um, they'd gotten a warehouse donated to them. It was like 20,000 square feet. They got a warehouse donated to them. We got all these supplies donated from different church groups, um, different businesses. Uh, it was absolutely amazing to see the amount of camaraderie going on during this this event. And if you want to know more about it, reach out to me personally and I'll share the info because the group is still around. Every, every time there's a major disaster or um, some other event where shit goes south and they need massive amounts of supplies, this group still forms up and gets it done. 
Um, they actually do a better job than FEMA for the most part. But anyways, um, going back to the plan. See, I get sidetracked quite easily. Going back to the plan. So the ultimate goal is we get out of this house. We go somewhere else. Hopefully get a nice chunk of land somewhere. Can't say where that somewhere is going to be yet. We have a place in our mind that we want to go to. Um, might not be a popular popular idea amongst my family, but um, we'll see what happens. But the idea is get a piece of property, get things set up, and if nothing else, just have simple retreats where if you're a veteran, you want to come out, you pay your way, but then once you're there, we got you from that. And maybe have people just come out, you know, for a week or so at a time. Basically a vacation destination for people that never thought they could get away to a place and do such a thing. That That's our initial plan. The wheels are turning. They're a little rusty, but they're turning. And that's where we're going. So that, that that's it. So be grateful. Be thankful for what you've got. Make do with what you have. You don't always have to go out and buy brand new. Sometimes you can go somewhere and buy used, and it'll work just as well. Then also, you know, have a plan for what you want to do in life. Figure out what you've got to do to make it happen and work that plan. Get it done. So that's it. I'm going to wrap it up with this. As I used to say in some of the earlier episodes, you can find me on a number of podcast platforms now. Uh, recently, I got signed up with Spreaker, which also gives me access to SoundCloud. Um, I'm on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. So you can find me in a number of places. If you can't find me, let me know what you prefer to use for podcasts, and I'll see what I can do to make that happen. Working on iHeartRadio, but... There's a few details I've got to hammer out first. But anyways, if you still want to listen to the show, and somehow you're listening to it now, but you don't use any podcast apps, you can go to heroesmediagroup.com, go to their show section, and you can listen to me there. But anyways, that's it. I'm going to go ahead and sign out, call this show a wrap, and I will see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to the Reclaimed American Podcast. If you're ready to do more and be more, start by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play. Then join our community on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed American and join us over on our website at ReclaimedAmerican.us. Reclaimed American.